Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is a writer and podcast host. He's going to talk to us about Artbound. It's Ivan Hernandez. Welcome to the show. Alan, Sarah, I am so happy to be here talking about Earthbound slash Mother 2, uh, a game mm-hmm. that is... The, the more I I, 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 I I kept doing my like research on it, I was like, oh, this, this game had an incredibly, <laughs> incredibly powerful effect on my entire <laughs> life and all of my tastes from the years of about 1995 to about 2005. It's the perfect example of a time that a juvenilia text should enter your life as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a big Earthbound head, but I came to it much later. Um, And I cannot imagine how vital it would have been to me if I'd found it when I was a kid. Because we're like the same age, aren't we, Ireland? Uh, I I am. Like uh, early 30s. uh, uh, Early 30s, 34. You know what? I'm not not one of those podcast hosts who's afraid to say their age on a a recording. I'm I'm 19, (laughs) right? But I'm 33. And I think that there's a really particular time in in Super Nintendo, I guess mm-hmm. history, and you guys call like Ameri- we called it the SNES I, here, but I, you guys didn't call it that. Because I, I I love that you guys uh, 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 y- y- you guys have Mega Drive. You, oh, we didn't mm-hmm. have we get we had Genesis. Uh, Genesis. Yeah. Uh, we called it yeah, yeah. Mega Drive's better. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Isn't Genesis <laughs> such a better title? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, way better. We 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 called it the Super Nintendo because uh, the Nintendo. Uh, was so entrenched as uh, uh, a name, it became like Kleenex in the American market, mm. uh, where it was like the Nintendo was uh, to every parent, every video game console and uh, 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 handheld. Like, like my, I, I'm very proud to say that I'm the first gamer in my family. <laughs> Oh my God! Congratulations, <laughs> yes, me too. It's me a very too, big, actually, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a serious mm-hmm. responsibility. It, it you really know? is. You really have to prove yourselves and, and your mm-hmm. legacy. Uh, so I I received a an NES uh, from my rich Dominican shipping magnate uncle, who <laughs> who who came to visit the family up in uh, New Jersey, uh, and was like, hey, I've got uh, uh, I've got this uh, video game thing for your kid. And my dad was like, I don't I don't I don't like video games. I don't want this in my household. And look where we are now. <laughs> and look where we are and now. Look it's where the, we are the now. domino that tipped the whole saga. I got, yeah, I feel like it's that the arrival of one into your home is a real life changer. And, but then there's a lot of hopping over holes and collecting mm-hmm. coins. But something like Earthbound and, was so far from that. And, and that I'm, it, I'm so interested in your experience of it because there was no European release until the Wii U virtual console release. Did you play yeah. it there or did you emulate no, I emulated it. Okay. I came around to very we, late. I w- we have we have that. I love seeing the little kids today who are like, when these people talk about emulation, you can't help but think about the ethics of it. And it was like, I was a child who wanted oh. to play video games. You thought I was, was going to all. let some sort of copyright keep me from playing Final Fantasy You wouldn't steal a car. Six. I would if I could fucking download it. And it was like <laughs> if I could 2001. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> like and I had nothing else to do. So, you know, I don't, but I downloaded it in college. Like it was much later, mm-hmm. much later. So I um, loved Super Smash Brothers and I loved the music from, uh, do you call it on it or won it? I, I, here's the thing about Earthbound. So I was so insanely in the fandom in the age of <laughs> IRC chat and boards before anybody oh, yeah. ever pronounced any of these out loud. <gasps> Yeah, so, you, you know don't what? Know how to say it. I, I was I was going to be like, do you call him Gigas or Gigas? 
Gigas, right? <laughs> I, for, for my entire life up to this point, I was like, Gigas. 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 in the back of your head. Yeah. So, okay. Onus, or Onus, is the stage in Super Smash Brothers where, where Ness, who, you know, he's just like a child in a baseball cap in Super Smash Brothers, allegedly comes from. And I had fucking no context for this, but the music was lovely. So, so that's what led me into finding it. it was like, where does this music come from? Super Smash okay. Brothers yeah. was... <laughs> Alan, Alan, we're going to we're need, going to allow you to interject in this. I, I do need, I I need to briefly Super Smash Brothers tangent. I need to briefly interject. Where we do need to introduce Earthbound to the ninety percent of the people listening. To okay, this, oh, do not I, know will, I will. Before I will we start a, doing this, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, before uh, we end the rabbit hole, Sarah, would you would you like to do this or should I do this? No, you, you do should it. do it. You, you do should it. do it. <laughs> so, uh, Earthbound is specifically the sequel uh, to uh, a game which was translated but never came out in America called Mother. Uh, and uh, the plot of the original Mother game is you are this small child, uh, uh, it was an NES title, uh, and you were a small child with psychic powers who ventured across this Americana landscape uh, to fight inanimate objects that were uh, empowered by this alien creature called uh, Gygas. Uh, so uh, Mother 2, uh, AKA what is uh, known in America as Earthbound, uh, is the sequel which basically amps up all of those elements uh, and really refines them. Uh, it takes uh, the uh, kind of like chosen one uh, silent protagonist, uh, uh, every child boy, uh, and sends him on this weird psychic surrealist. And I'm gonna say it even though it is just when you see a weird bug, Lynchian, even very Lynchian. journey, very Lynchian, yeah. Uh, yeah. through uh, uh, what is an outsider's perspective of America, uh, filtered through this uh, kind of parodic uh, Japanese role-playing game style. Mm. Mm. It's very postmodern. Um, it does a, a, a not a lot, but enough breaking of the fourth wall at pivotal moments mm -hmm. in the story that it's quite shocking at times to play. Um, it's, uh, when you say Lynchian, I would agree, but not in the way that people think, oh, David Lynch spooky. Ooh. It's absolutely not. It, it's more about, I guess, uh, the internal reality that people have and the external reality that people have. But when you pick it up to play it, it's really just a small boy in a baseball cap knocking around and fighting, you know, like lamps animals. and things. Like he he animals. fights animals. Hippies. And, and yeah. one of, one of, uh, uh, so, uh, the thing about Earthbound, I love it. It's so technically hard to play. Oh my god, it's a hard game. It's an incredibly hard oh. to, game to play. Unless you break it's out so that game, Genie. Unless oh, you got those cheats. I, say the, the, uh, I, so, uh, uh, I personally believe in the difficulty in video games uh, debate is uh, I want to play the video game. You're not going to stop me. I will do whatever I can to finish the video game by my terms and get whatever mm -hmm. enjoyment I want out of it possible. So mm -hmm. I game genie the shit out of every single Super <laughs> NES game that I could. Uh, okay, it made it a lot more pleasurable. Like yeah. Earthbound is a fucking slog. Alan, did you get to play it or did you watch any playthroughs? Like, um, I've played like the of... first two and a half hours. I think I played like down into the first town and then there's a fight yeah. with like a guy behind an arcade. Frank! Yeah. I think that's yeah. about as far as I got. Yeah, yeah. Old Frank. And, what a creep. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the thing about the game uh, is uh, it, it has this specific odometer style of counting health that loves mm. to uh, just uh, give and take defeat right from the jaws of death. Uh, yeah. with you. Uh, it's a very unforgiving game, uh, which is uh, why I appreciate where uh, 
once you grind it out enough, uh, it kind of changes completely so that animals start to, uh, and enemies start run to away. run away from you. Yeah. yeah, which is something you see later on. Um, I feel like animals running away from you because you're too strong is something that we see in... What's very important about Earthbound, and I think in, t- in terms of noting why it's important up front and why me and Ivan are immediately like... Like, why when Ivan said to me, can I do Earthbound? I was like, I'd nearly lost my mind because I have been so desperate to talk to any living person about this game because nobody's played it. Um, well, people have played it, but like a very particular kind of corner of people have played it, was that it had a tremendous influence on how games, indie games are made mm-hmm. today. So it's in everything, uh, you know? Toby Fox, the creator of Undertale. Oh, yeah, of course. Undertale began as an Earthbound ROM hack. Which is... When you think about how directly you can feel Earthbound mm-hmm. in Undertale. I, there's there's a section called uh, Magic Camp where you go uh, into uh, Ness's psyche and you interact with just monsters that you fought. And at one point, a merman says, I can still remember where you hurt me, Ness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's right there. Like, it's... That uh, and that. What year did it come out? Uh, ninety-four in Japan, uh, like, ninety-five in America. Video games were simply not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like you were not when you were talking to other sprites, they were saying shit like it's a secret from everybody and take this is dangerous to go alone. Like dialogue was not going much further than fucking help me, Link. Yeah. At that point, uh, you know there there was a great point. I, I was watching a playthrough, and uh, I would just look up and see random uh, pieces of dialogue. And at one mm. point, there's just a character where, where you're just like, "Yeah, I don't think my marriage is going well anymore. I think my wife has lost interest in me." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What like, kind of talk?" Depressed, the awful child loved this kind of game. <laughs> These guys. Because it These felt, guys. I mean, the feeling that I get off it, having played it as an adult and sort of experiencing sort of false nostalgia for it, right, is that it feels like illicit. Yes. It, Do you get that vibe it, from it, it? It feels like, kind of like, so So I, I, I one of my favorite uh, things to ask people is whether uh, you were allowed to watch The Simpsons as a child. <laughs> I wasn't. I was. I wasn't either. I was. Okay, either. Ivan. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. I still did it. Brilliant. <laughs> I still okay. did it. I didn't. <laughs> I have started the, the. I have started the most hearty anti-Simpsons camp in the world. I simply refuse them, and I. I. Sh- I will not engage with the Yellow family. I do not care. I don't think they're very kind. I like Futurama, and I was weirdly allowed to watch Futurama. So there's my counterpoint. Mm-hmm. But um. There is, but I know that feeling of yeah. watching something that you just, you shouldn't be looking and, at. And it feels know? like if your parents really knew what the game was yeah. about, they would be like, you, you shouldn't be Absolutely playing that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. And a lot of that intelligence and that depth and that weird adult sensibility comes from the fact that this game is effectively made by an auteur. Uh, Shigesato Itoi, who mm-hmm. is... Uh, a really interesting thing going back to all of this and looking all this stuff up was that I kind of left that fandom around like 2005 was the latest I even wow. looked at it. Because yeah. uh, fa- you were on Starman.net, right? Yes. I was on Starman.net. Mm. Okay, so listen, I'm not going to be... I might have, as a child, written some crossover fan fiction that <laughs> I'm... I don't know if it's still there. If, if, if... If I've done everything right in my life, it's been burned from the face of the internet. <laughs> yeah. I love that every so often we get someone on the show where, who mentions their, their past in the fanfic minds. And I'm like, 
it's okay, man. <laughs> like, it's a, we all walk through those. Oh, no, we were all doors. little babies, being like, "What we're would it be babies. like if if Ness met the the lead characters from King of Fighters?" That sounds beautiful and romantic, <laughs> was, and I'm sure it was, it was really a beautiful. Romp. It was really they it had was, a nice it time. Had a, it, it was, it was at a different meta. time, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? So, so going back to it, it's so interesting to see what like more incredible information there is available about all of these creators now. Like mm. Shigesato Itoi had an entire like <laughs> one of those weird uh, Japan only like broadcast game fishing series. <laughs> So the fi- so the broadcast games are something I'm completely fascinated by, where you would play them at a particular time mm-hmm. of the evening where there would be a signal sent out. So it was a very early internet situation. There was a Zelda like that, wasn't there? Yes, that was where- the, the Satellaview uh, Zelda, which I, I believe had different kind, uh, uh, like different maps entirely from the uh, cart-based one. And you logged into it, and it was, it was sort of finite, right? Mm. But and it, but it, that that's very experimental, and a concept like that for somebody like Itoi, like he was, he worked, he wrote with Haruki Murakami. He was sort of a, a jack of all trades in yeah. terms of his artistry. He's done a whole bunch of shit. He's a like he's a culture maker, and Earthbound is just one of these things. It's very much the product of somebody who has a very clear sense of their artistic voice. Yeah, is what I'm saying. It's it's you a know? it's a great example of like what ha- later happened in the games industry, where like actual novelists and auteurs from other genres would come in to like write stories. You don't get mm. as much personalization. Uh, mm. in, in that these days because it's like unless you're doing an indie game there's really no room for personal narrative in AAA no one's gonna let you away with that shit yeah dad. yeah unless you're a dad <laughs> yes unless you're a dad of young children yes. who's processing which yes. yeah. you need to listen nobody's talking about what it's like to be a dad these days it's very or important that everybody makes <laughs> cinema and talks about being a dad yeah. and having a hard time. Uh, it's very important that all these men in their mid-30s are doing it. It's so important to the culture. It's so important. So Itoi, uh, Itoi uh, huge auteur type, uh, uh, famed copywriter, uh, puts out uh, the, the Mother series. Uh, and they uh, uh, actually got decent translation, uh, which mm. that's another thing that's very important for like the legacy of this game because like... You look at the legacy of something like Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, it's always one of those things where people are like, it's good, even though it's fighting against that translation like 80% of the time. Yeah. yeah. We had a good episode on Final Fantasy 7, um, which was fantastic. And uh, I recommended uh, the people, if, they're, if people are interested in translation stuff, Tim Rogers has a series of videos called Let's Mosey, which is a direct text-by-text translation like look at the translation of the original Japanese of Final Fantasy VII and the Anglicization and looking at the nuance that gets lost between the translations. Because what looks like a lot of games at the time were translated in this style of using spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. No context. Not, no yeah. context, just spreadsheets, you know? And a game like Earthbound has such a linguistic style and a bit of that is a, is a quirk of a translation. But there's also something being said in it. It's also a game about something, and I don't think that the translation damages that. Exactly. It 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 helps it because you are. The, it actually feels like the translator has like a personal attachment to it. Like uh, mm. uh, apparently he inserted like tons of in jokes and stuff, and like Uh-oh. there's all these like references to American movies uh, yes. that got inserted loads, in. Yeah, yeah, loads of very big cultural references kind of roll throughout it. So I suppose we should probably start at the very beginning before we get, like, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, but can so, you tell us the story of Earthbound? Like what happens in Earthbound? Where it's, because it's a very simple. It's, it's very linear. 
The one thing yeah, that town to town. As I was watching the walkthrough, uh, I was like, "There's not really any side quest in this no. game." Like, no. like you talk to different people, and like you know, you can like get items and meet different people, and like, but there's like, you basically see everything there is to see, like mm-hmm. because it's pushing you through it. Yep, yeah. yep. Every corner yeah. you go through, and it's big, and it's like. It it takes fucking ages, yeah. uh, you know. So uh, uh, the, the uh, technical producer on this game was Satoru Iwata, who uh, is basically like the god king of Nintendo, the man who uh, um, made the Wii, you know, started the money printer, burr uh, burr. <laughs> the lord of the mountain yeah. himself. Yeah, and uh, there's a great story. Let me, let me get the exact. Uh, uh, he came in, uh, it had already been in development for four years. Uh, he looked at it and he said, uh, uh, he looked at all of the code of the game. He said, if we used what you have now and fix it, it will take two years. If we can start fresh, it'll take half a year. Oh my God. And it was like, it took half a year. <laughs> it took half a year. It took just half a hand year. it over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just it over. was just amazing. Like when he came on, they did not have a scrolling map. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, uh, 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 beautiful, uh, and also the, uh, I need to align myself. We got to get into the plot. I'm just going up and down my notes here, and I'm just like, what do we do next? What do we do next? What do we do next? So, the plot is, uh, you're an everyday uh, uh, kid in 199X, because listen, we don't want to Which is, I use, I use the 1990X in all my work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I will continue to use it mm-hmm. because it's so it's so precise and so perfect and gives uh, so much leeway oh it just gives you so much wriggle room it's fantastic it's brilliant mm-hmm. uh so uh you're woken up in the middle of the night uh by a meteorite falling behind your uh nice uh suburban house uh uh next to uh your neighbor uh mm who may go down as one of the worst villains in the <laughs> in history, history of video games. So, uh, uh, in history of fiction, I would brief argue. Brief side He's note, a, yeah. I have not played Mother 3, Three. because I had already, 2008 when it came out, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd already basically gotten out of the fandom even before the translation came out and just never really made time for it because of the immense emotional heft. I played about two hours of it, and I found it very upsetting. I have been told yeah. it is incredibly emotionally rending throughout. It's v- like, I understand why there isn't a translation. I believe there should be. Yes. Earthbound goes super hard on the emotions and on the, it's a building's romance. It's about growing up. But this, Earthbound, or sorry, Mother 3 is something very, very, very different. And I'm fascinated by it from the outset, but I can't go near it i haven't got the fortitude nearly it's very heavy yeah like it's very heavy yeah um so for the purposes of this discussion we, we do not acknowledge mother, mother three we are not talking about mother three, <laughs> mother three does not exist to it's, us no it's a whole that's a project that's yeah. a whole different study yeah like, no that's maybe. a podcast that's a, that's yeah, an entire yeah. podcast series in and Whoa. of itself oh like a chilling one yeah. as well no that's our true crime podcast yeah what happened Mother three, like <laughs> I fucking know what happened to it. It was left, um, whatever, whatever. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. it was left where so, it should be, so, but it's heavy gone. So, uh, okay, back so to we've gotten of... 35 seconds into the game so far. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Back to the plot of Earthbound. Uh, you are woken up uh, uh, by a meteorite. Uh, 
you go to investigate this meteorite and you are recruited into a war against a uh, an interdimensional alien entity by a talking rhinoceros beetle named Buzz Buzz. Who lasts how long into the story? Not even 10 minutes. Maybe mm-hmm. five yeah. minutes if you like to dilly-dally around, talk to liar, exaggerate. Yeah. yeah, your 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 uh, your guide, your navigator, yeah, yeah. your tiny fairy in the woods lasts ten fucking minutes, and you are yeeted into the great beyond. Good luck, nobody's helping you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there on, you are tasked with uh, uh, an incredible emotional device. Uh, you are given the soundstone, and you are told mm. to go to places of power around the world and collect these beautiful melodies that cause you to have. Uh, intense emotional flashbacks to uh, times in your life of uh, uh, great joy and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is. And then when you've collected all of them, you, something enormous happens. You, you, <laughs> yeah, when you collect all of them, you trip balls and activate the uh, incredible uh, shonen anime power within yourself. Uh, that causes yep. you to be able to transcend time and fight this entity uh, while you're all in robot bodies. Yeah, you it's also transhumanist narrative. Body. It is actually transhuman. <laughs> yes. You leave your mortal body behind willingly, you a child, and enter this. The final corridor towards Gigas or Gigas uh, resembles like you know, like gray matter on like a cartoon brain. Yes, like or an intestine. Like it's where you start in this small suburban home. And you did this beautiful, simple, collect the pieces of music to find the answer against this creature from above becomes absolute. The tone shift is unbelievable. Like it, but it builds up so slowly that you sort of trust it. So Mm -hmm. the towns are broken down. Your hometown is called Wunnit or Onnit. The second town is called Tucson. The third town is called Threed. And the final city is called Foresight, which is one of those words that sticks in my head, like Bumblebee, Mm -hmm. you know, where I'm like, that's just a really pleasant thing to Foresight. It just has a nice kind of name to it. And you occasionally take these little voyages into places called summers and winters, but by and large Scaraba. Scaraba. The Japanese view of American mm. Orientalism as mm. presented in this Japanese game that's commenting on Americana. <laughs> lens through lens through lens. And the whole world is called Eagle Land, which mm. is obviously a direct call on America and eagles and stuff like that. I think it's sort of an interesting companion text to Evangelion when you look at um, how people view Western people and how they view themselves through the Western gaze. Like it's, it's a really complicated text that does effectively does it, it looks very simple and it looks like a child's game but it quite sharply reveals itself not to be so you're not alone is the important thing ness who is our kid well you get to choose his name his favorite food and his favorite thing and when you auto select his favorite thing it says love which is you kind of for me that's the first moment in the text when you realize you're playing something slightly different mm-hmm. it goes straight in with the love um so he is not alone. So who's he with? So he is accompanied by Paula. Uh, Come on, Paula. Who I love, even though she gets kidnapped twice in the narrative. It's uh, hard being a little girl on the Pinterest, you know? It truly is. It's hard. Uh, Jeff, our uh, little non-psychic genius who I love, fucking useless in battle. Just a He's the fu- weapons man. Just, just <laughs> a, a, a dead luggage being carried by the rest of our protagonists. You, sir, are an extra items pocket, yes. is what you are. Yes, you're, yeah. the, you're the hamburger boy. 
You're the hamburger boy who carries all of our hamburgers that we find in the trash. And the rockets. He throws rockets mm-hmm. at people. That's what Jeff does in my party, uh, you know. And then there's Pooh, who mm-hmm. I love because he literally just, like, shows up in the narr- <laughs> in the narrative just like, hey, I'm hanging out with you now, and I'm incredibly high-powered. And then he leaves. Yeah. At the yeah, end. here's all my psychic shit. Also, now I'm going home. Yeah. Like he's 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 a wonderful and like, again, if you did that in a novel, you'd be told you can't just throw in an incredible, incredibly psychically overpowered character in the last movement. Do you know what I mean? But he's very helpful and very welcome by that stage because there is a difficulty spike and the world is so big. He brings you the sort of the power of transportation really at the end, mm-hmm. which is what you fucking need when you think comparably when you think about how the world of the first Pokemon games is fucking really big and those games are actually super hard and we just had loads of patience as children, Mm -hmm. right? Earthbound has that scale and that difficulty in spades. So recommending it to adults to play is very tricky. Yeah. Like Al, like did you? How did you find the battle? The battle system? Like what? What was your feeling about the the touch of it? You know. It was pretty to get the hang of in that early part. Anyway, I think Mm -hmm. it didn't feel there was a lot to like master in it it felt pretty straightforward mm. i think but um but because it's so limited like once once it's going against you it's really going against you and there's no way back you're fucked like if once yeah. something starts going wrong um yeah that is the extent of my knowledge <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. the 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 battle system uh it so uh it definitely is a scion of the dragon quest uh line of yeah. games where it is just that more like text interface, like none of the enemy sprites do anything. Mm-hmm. Like they just kind of wriggle a little bit. They, they kind of they invert. barely. Like it, it is yeah. literally just like shift to the left, shift to the right. It, it, like but what makes the battles visually compelling are the those weird backgrounds so, and yeah. the music. So mm. all of the all of the music in Earthbound, fire, just mm. uh, straight through. It's unbelievable. Uh, Keiichi Suzuki and Hirokazu Tanaka. Which, another thing about how, like, you can just get these people's work now. I just looked up uh, one of their bands. And it's oh like this it, it's like this Japanese Echo and the Bunnymen. It's like, what? Oh, I could vibes. never. I, yeah. It would have taken me hundreds of dollars to track down this <laughs> import CD. Uh, or just uh, hours like of waiting on Napster yeah. or yeah. LimeWire. Mm. Just being like, please come down. Please, somebody see this. <laughs> All like, right, time to listen to System of a Down's Park. Legend of yeah. Zelda again. <laughs> <laughs> please, Again, you know, fucking hell. Whoever you are, if you were seeding that, I personally have a vendetta against you for tricking me again and again. But those, those, I believe the music took up more space on the Nintendo cartridge uh, than the game itself. It, it, it was supposed to be uh, an eight megabyte game, ballooned oh. to twelve, yeah, ballooned yeah. again to twenty-four. Eight megabytes of it is the soundtrack. Of course it is. Yeah, like it, but the soundtrack is fucking fabulous like it's really really it's it's got this like beach boys uh a very marked beach boys influence this like crazy space jazz like sun ra esquivel uh all like some of the battle music it it, it feels like you are like rolling on ecstasy and somebody just like walks up on you in a club with a bad attitude (laughs) Yeah, things are going wrong. Things are going wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's do, the feeling, do, especially do, towards do, the end. Do, 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 do. I have a lovely uh, chill Earthbound vibes to study too that I put on sometimes when I'm working and it's like four hours long. It's yeah. really pleasing. But it does get a bit dark sometimes. It does get a little bit harsh vibes sometimes because it, 
those battles because they are just a figure on the screen and the numbers of you fighting them like the atmosphere and the tension that's conjured sort of lives between the ticking clock of your downwards of your own fucking health meter the psychedelic visuals and the really intense music like the starman music especially later on when you have to deal with those fuckers like it really um it creates something in an otherwise very simple atmosphere that i think is emulated even further in earth and not in earthbound in undertale which again we mm. cannot stress how enough how direct. that game yeah just mm. direct fucking connection and i i feel like i can see the fingerprints of those battle sequences and that tone of battle all the time mm-hmm. like it's a it's a incredible for a game that was very much maligned in its first release you know, like how much power it has gone to have among independent developers. I you know? I loved looking at the reviews from back then, and it was like GamePro was like three point five. Oh, who could oh. anybody care about these graphics? Yeah, and it's like now all of the all of the reviews now are like ninety percent, ninety five percent. We're we're yeah. looking back on this with knowledge of its uh, influence on the genre. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, and the the guide. So I've only seen the guide at a distance. There was one original copy of Earthbound and the guide in its original packaging for sale in the Rage, which is the retro art and video game store in Dublin, which is fucking like many hundreds of euros. But it, they did take it down off the shelf for me to look at. It is. It's I, in mint. It's unbelievable. So the art and the, the art, how it looks in the guide, is so far from the simplicity of how it looks in the game. Uh, so they. I, I have to give some credit to Nintendo of America. They put about, about like $2 million into a mm. promotional campaign that was not that good. No, uh, it did not work. But part of it included uh, packaging the guide with the game because Americans were too dumb to wait three minutes at a waterfall. Oh, that, that the thing. The most yeah. audacious. Oh, so uh, there's a section in the game where you have to wait three minutes at a waterfall. You, the, the only reason you would know to wait three minutes at a waterfall is one line of dialogue from a random Mr. Saturn. Oh, and the Mr. Saturn, such little freaks. These iconic so little freaks. Those just, little uh, big-nosed, one-haired yeah, speaking little, in that ding-dong talk. Yeah, but they're so wise, and they open up the fourth wall is the most... Well, aside from giving you important waterfall information... Mm-hmm. Um, they do something which I think the game elevates the game and I think is why it has impacted so many people who went on to make games in, in that it splits the fourth wall open up. The tea right? break. The tea break. So do you want to talk to us a bit about what the tea breaks are and when so, they happen? Uh, at occasional uh, times uh, in the game, you will uh, reach uh, a friendly place. Uh, Mr. Saturn is one of them. Uh, the little uh, underground uh, green weirdos right before you get to the prehistoric area. Oh, they they speak too quietly, isn't that them? The ones who talk too quietly and you have to bring them a special book hey, to teach them to speak loudly. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Just guy. A little it's guy. my birthday. I'm just a little guy. Yeah. And there's uh, yeah, and Saturn Valley. There's, a, there's I think does it happen three I, times. I believe, Not very often. Yeah, yeah. And it just it just takes you aside. A nice uh, pleasant tune plays. There's some uh, nice like. Uh, blue color, light colored uh, psychedelic imagery and there's just scrolling text recapping what's happened uh, in case you, you know, you've been away from the game for a little bit and need a reminder and then just pulling you aside and telling you, hey it's been a hard journey but please know that what you're doing is uh, valuable and validated 
you are very brave and you are growing up so much yeah. like it is a st- it's very moving like it's very moving because it comes out of fucking nowhere something that's very important that when in the very beginning of the game um aside from telling everyone you're telling the game your favorite food and naming your character is that you you get a phone call early on in the game where somebody asks you what your name is you the player which is and that's sort of the first moment i think i know i keep saying there are these there are all these early clues that we're playing something different but telling the game your real name and acknowledging your existence is something I don't think we see again until Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Where there's this sort of like, I think it's like Psycho, uh, Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis who's is like, like, mm. who's like, hey, like you, soccer, no, you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can like, see your I'm save reading games. your save card, you know. No. Like, this happens so much, so further back, you know. So those, those scrolling sequences are a part of that energy that the game knows that you're playing it and they're partially addressed to Ness but they're more profoundly addressed to you and that is a oh it's fucking super moving yeah it's super super moving one of my one of my absolute favorite kind of like another variation on it in the game is the wall that projects Ness's Mm. thoughts against it Mm. in scrolling text which is bioluminescent lichen yeah it's just it's just like hey I'm Ness I don't know what's gonna happen to us after this and that's it it's just like it's just like a little little moment of uh, this little boy's moment of doubt before he goes into this prehistoric land oh yeah Yeah. the the fucking the dinosaur where it zooms out and you're tiny you're a little tiny you're just a little tiny guy yeah yeah, just a little little tiny guy it's our birthday you know it's our birthday like it's (laughs) it's very strange and it's very um like for a game that look I know I keep saying it looks very simple but it's it it holds it holds a lot I find the stuff with the the presence of the phone calls from your parents really important because uh fantastically if you don't call your fucking mother often enough you become homesick and can't fight properly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you the game forces you to call your mom sometimes if you're if you've been playing too long your dad calls you up and tells you hey sport Maybe you want to take a little break, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, what the fuck how is that? often does a video game tell you to stop playing it? Like, what? Did, and the, 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 in the time that that happened, how audacious is that for the game to speak back to the child? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like, it's fucking really to compelling. Acknowledge, the, to acknowledge that you are a human being who maybe has some issues that would cause them to be playing You this, probably should go outside, uh, kiddo, yeah. you know? Hey, like, touch the, grass, the, kid. Touch grass. <laughs> Remember the outside. Yeah. Um, the thing that I find really... Uh, that's not, and that's not a vanity feature, right? That's a really fucking annoying thing that happens, mm-hmm. especially later on in the game when there simply aren't as many payphones or when you're in the prehistoric world and you're a tiny dot and when, or when you're in fucking Scarabout or when you're in, that, in like Magicant in the fucking dream world. There aren't really that many phones to talk to your fucking mother. So you... you, you uh, Instead of uh, executing your attack during a battle, Ness will start to cry. <laughs> that, that's just be like, the battle Ness system. Started to cry. That's the thing. Ness it's, lay on the ground. It's so emotionally like, manipulative, while oh at the same God. time just throwing more roadblocks in your way. The the fact that there are so many commands that just like, how often did you use prey before the final battle? I see. I knew about prey. Yeah. So when I went into it, I had a sense of the kind of the sting in the tail and then when I finally got to it 
I didn't anticipate feeling it so intensely. I didn't anticipate the the shock of the impact of using prey and what would happen. But I knew that Paula had a move, prey. She had a frying pan. <laughs> she was a healer. And she had a move called prey. And that prey doesn't do anything until the last battle. Yeah. And that the way to get through the last battle with Gigas, who is an abstract series of shapes, occasionally piloted by your shitty next door neighbor, Pokey, um, and the battle is in endlessly stacked against you. But all you have to do when you finally get there is pray. Yeah. Um, you you go through an entire, like, regular kind of fight with a, a Mecha Pokey and a, an amazing riff. That battle oh, yeah. th- riff is fantastic. And he's sort of, he's sort of poisoned in there as yeah. well. Like, he's, he's quite frightening looking for a tiny collection yeah. of pixels. And, like, they really fucked that kid up. And then that second half of that fight, mm. where it just becomes this, squirrel, this swirling mass of just red violence. Uh, so that, yeah. that uh, is inspired uh, by uh, the time that Itoi... Uh, saw a movie where he, uh, uh, he, he, as a child, he was uh, exposed to a movie where there was a very violent murder scene that had mm-hmm. a very deep effect on him. Uh, so this uh, is basically his attempt to channel uh, how uh, that violent influence felt on him uh, to the player. It's a, it's such an upsetting fight that like. I think part of it is that the visual imagery, the, the, the illustration that's meant to sort of connote Gigas, looks an awful lot like an infant in utero. Mm-hmm. The the and is is Gigas's fight an alien abortion debate? That genuinely, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's the feeling that before I went and I read it when I played it first and I clocked the patterning, I was like, is this, is that a child? Mm-hmm. Like it's really dark. It, like, it has a womb, like because the thing about Gigas shape. is you see yeah. Ness's face. In you do. the Gigas yeah. womb. So are you killing like your own identity, your own childhood? Like there's so many big questions. And Gigas, like, just like his, its responses are like, it moans. You're hurting me. Or it says, if you're hurting me or this feels good and all this. It's fucking deeply unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote an essay about this game for Fanbyte ages ago about David Lynch's Eye of the Duck theory, which is like, you know, the the thing that happens in a piece of cinema or in a TV show. Um, like, you know, a duck has a bunch of parts. It has legs and feathers and wings and Disgusting like a neck penis. and a head, you know. Disgusting corkscrew dick, <laughs> awful, right? Awful. Whole, this, a bad situation. But the thing that you want to look at in order to really see the duck is the eye. You know, the eye holds the most power. The eye is where it is most alive. And you know, he uses that nearly as like a, like, it's a, it's a, it's a way to interpret his work and his way to interpret all cinematic work is like, where is the eye of the duck? Where is the thing that holds me and that captures me? And you can play through Earthbound and think that this is sort of a duck of, duck of many eyes, right? That there are all these incredible striking moments. Uh, that's when one of my get- favorite enemies, the many-eyed duck. <laughs> the many-eyed duck. Yo, I feel like the there's a weird duck. duck. There's a weird really duck. There. There's yeah, a weird yeah, duck. Yeah. Fucking And it's, yeah. They, but when you get to the end and the battle isn't like 45 minutes long easily like it's fucking long yeah. and it requires basically just staying alive until you can execute this prey move now what happens I'll get you to tell me about what happens with the prey move but like I recently played a Wander Song not recently <laughs> play, replaying Wander Song Alan you're playing Wander Song right now yeah, too yeah. right yeah I'm um, getting big um, 
Earthbound vibes from other songs. Just listen to you talk about it. Yeah. Enormously influenced mm. and Chicory. Um, I mean, have, you, have you played Chicory? I've heard of it. I have not played it yet. You are going to get such a good, like it's there. Mm-hmm. It's right there, you know, but in these, this ending sequence is something that I've seen used. I saw it used in Unreal. I saw it in um, fucking Wander Song. Like that there's this proof that everybody that you met mattered. Mm-hmm. Right, so what happens when we finally get Paula to pray? So, uh, at, in the second half of the battle, you just completely get annihilated. Every single attack is doing yeah. critical damage. You just get that awful, that awful crit. The the earthbound mm. crit noise. It shakes. It, everything starts shaking. It's just, just terrible memories. Terrible memories. So Bad vibes. You, you start to pray. And sometimes your prayers... Don't sometimes your prayers just go out to the void and nothing answers back. But sometimes you are uh, uh, just randomly you flash to all of the people that you've met in your journey, your friends, your family and in winters and yeah, Scaraba and all the way across. They, like. they all come together and they're overwhelmed by the feeling that uh, they need to pray for your safety. And and you go through uh, the the kids at Tucson. You go through the Andonuts lab, uh, mm. uh, Ness's family, everyone in Dalam, uh, the Mr. Saturns, and everybody. Even old Frank. Mm-hmm. Even, old, Even Frank old Frank has a change of heart. And the Runaway Five. Until there is no one left. And then, and then your prayer reaches out to the one person left the one person holding the controller and your name comes up at first at first it's like dash 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 oh who's it calling who's it calling and then your name pops up it's like this person prayed for the safety of ness and their friends and then you fucking annihilate this alien bastard <laughs> fucking explode the fourth destroy wall destroy him and they ask for your name so early in the game mm-hmm. that you completely fucking forget mm-hmm. It and just randomly happens at one point. The, oh, the, your phone rings. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we need this to set up your bank. Like something yeah. stupid like that. Something so in-world. Or it's like Pizza Express. You know, it's something really silly and you think it's fine. And the only time they ever use it back on you mm-hmm. is when they ask you to pray. Which is, when it happens, it's so shocking. You know, it's like, I, I don't think I've ever felt like that with a controller in my hands. Like yeah. I, I, I think it, it's um, incredible storytelling. And again, keep in mind, this is 1995. Yeah. 1994. It, 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 imagine like, you're, imagine you are nine-year-old Ivan. You picked up oh. that, you picked up that cart because that box is big. I, I don't yeah, think that we can emphasize <laughs> how effective a big box is. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you get this insane game. That, that just t- takes you through this emotional whirlwind until eventually you just have to pray an alien away. Yeah. Yeah. Pray this strange, like, inside human body ass looking alien into nothingness. Mm-hmm. And then everyone goes home. And, and that's, the, that's the beautiful <laughs> part. There's still like 20 more minutes of game. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can you just know? walk around, talk to everybody oh, the again. Game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like, see how everything is like now that you have ostensibly vanquished the terrible evil force that has and been... And you drop Paula back to her house, yeah. you know? Like, it's very it's a very humble ending, do you know what I mean? It's not a victory march. It's just kind of yeah. knocking back through the world and everyone's kind of happy to see you, you know? It's it's really... um, It's really beautiful. Like, it's a really beautiful game. Yeah. And I don't 
because it's been because it's influenced so much work after it like and I can I can see it I can see it's thumbprint like when I played Chicory a couple of weeks ago I was like more excited about playing it because I immediately realized that this work is in conversation with Earthbound Mm -hmm. and when a modern it's like not to be the most pretentious motherfucker in the world Uh, but it's such a velvet underground where it is you can hear it everywhere uh, I believe 400 something copies worldwide in initial release but every single person went on to become a weird creative Every single person went on to do something, right? And like I isn't isn't that wild when you think about how like even Undertale is a sort of progeny of it, right? I have a pal of ours, um friend of the pod, friend of the show, Carolina Donahue playing Undertale at the moment. And uh, she killed Toriel. Oh, that moment. We all kill Toriel, don't we? I know. And I was like she's like, Do I go back? And I was like, Can you? Because you probably should <laughs> <laughs> that's a cruel thing to do to a friend that's an awful thing to do to a friend I think she went on and she sent me messages being like Sarah I, I, I searched this game on Instagram there's an awful lot of porn and I was like, <laughs> welcome yeah yeah welcome I'm so sorry I wasn't going to tell you Whoa. I wasn't going to tell you but, you're yeah. bride of Sans Undertale now yeah yeah you're, you're, we're all brides of Sans Undertale right <laughs> fucking hell but that game owes its identity mm-hmm. to literally its identity to earthbound you know and that's all of the most i don't feel like that serves to defeat the work that and the emotional resonance that that game has had and the opacity of it and the fact that it doesn't give you all the information that you want because neither does earthbound mm-hmm. like i and the the fourth wall breaking in in undertale is similarly revolutionary and completely different to how they do it in undertale but like it's beautiful to me that out of those 400 odd original copies, the right one landed at the right kid enough times that there is an entire generation of work that uses the best parts of that game. Mm-hmm. The powerful shit, like that those really, those those duck eyes, you know, like I cannot describe the, like, I feel like it's, it's, it's and the worst thing is, it's a hard game. So anybody who's listening to this who hasn't played will pick it up and be like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you that it's rewarding. No, it's, you know? it's a hard game. It's, it's a hard game. And, it's a pain in the ass. And, and, and listen, I, 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 I've always said it's the, cha- uh, the virgin random encounters versus the Chad a sprite chases you across a map. Oh, my God. Like, like that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're, you're so stuck. You know, and it you there's a lot of grinding, like a lot of grinding, you know, and there's no amount of cutesy fucking music and ba- like visuals and shit that will get you through it, especially later on when you're dealing with some the, some of the later enemies are horrendous. Yeah. Like they're horrendous. The Starman knocked me out of the air. Like you spend hours in those tunnels, you know. So and, and that's uh, so the thing about emulation, even with save states. If you're oh. not safe stating the minute before you get the into that battle, They're you will get it. a not, yeah. you will lose hours. Yeah. 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 It's like, and your progress is so fucking slow. And again, because Jeff is such dead weight. <laughs> like there's so, like I I am very into this fucking game. Like last time me and Carrie did a run through of it, we're, we're streaming it. And I am the CEO of turning a game off before I save it. Oh. And mm-hmm. I lost all of the te- you know the the dungeon that is a dude, uh, d- dungeon man who I'm sorry to dungeon say man. is Vor. 
Dungeon man is a vor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to you say. You go in his mouth. You go in his mouth, you walk around his body. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that, that is. Perverts. Uh, and there's like a yellow submarine and there's all these Beatles references mm-hmm. through it, you know. And actually, Which, when I was in Tokyo, I noticed they played the Beatles almost constantly yeah. in shops. Uh, yeah. Uh, Huge. Very psychedelic. Uh, uh, Jap- Japan, uh, very anti-drug culture. However, in Earthbound, at one point, you eat a magic cake and have an entire uh, hallucinatory dream. That's how you experience the transformation into poo uh-huh, through the uh-huh. hallucinatory dream sequence of Is getting blunted off an yeah. edible in summers. Uh, so... Japanese drug culture is super strict, but you know, magic mushrooms were fucking legal Japan, legal Ooh, in Japan really? to ingest until the mid nineties, which explains that does fucking explain loads, a lot. That frankly, does explain a lot. you know, like so much is very, very clear. But like, yeah, the inside of the dungeon man with fucking the yellow submarine in it, and he talks—it's a pain in the arse. It's a maze. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mazes in this game, uh, and I forgot to save, and I was so like, I was so sickened by it that I hadn't, I didn't pick it up since. But like, I um, when I go back into it, I want to go back in like a student nearly now tell me this what was the fandom like because you were because <laughs> you were out here so in the wilds of starman.net like okay so i i will always maintain that the reason that the world uh, the internet and the world is the way it is we do not have moderation you couldn't yes. even run an easy board without having to have an iron grip on yeah. that community and the fact I that i was we an 11 year old mad with power yeah yeah, yeah. like alan was a, we, alan you were a forum guy you know mod, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we all came we were all mods we were all mods <laughs> never sleep. we all carry the yeah. brand yeah yeah <laughs> of course we do everyone who was a mod we've all worn that crown yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make you power insane as well it yes. does because mm. you're 11 absolutely and, you and, and no God. no child right. should have that kind of power <laughs> <laughs> but also you are you're mixing with adults Unknowingly, yeah. like that's the that's the weird that's yeah. the weird thing. Could you imagine, as as a parent, allowing your child to go on Earthbound easy boards? Not in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty one. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. like we like we've said, it's like it was a different country. Mm-hmm. The past and the internet were a different country, and forums were brilliant. Forums remain for me the platonic ideal of online communication. Mm-hmm. Like Discord is fine; it's a bit instant responsey. I need a little bit of a burn time from when I you know post in here reply um but the well, discord has threads now so that could change yeah okay okay yeah. i'm i'm all about to bring back discord like for just casual use i'm in a couple of discords um but not as like not as intensely as i would like to be if i could fuck it all in for a discord i would mm. because forums were had the very specific kind of sense of being a place that you go not say like twitter the constant ambient thrum of my own anxiety mm-hmm. like they're not they're laid out differently like the vo- and also they're hyper specific mm-hmm. which is where people online i believe with the exception of i say i think people are happiest when they're talking about things they really like mm-hmm. unfortunately sometimes what people really like is like doing murders on other people but like i mean fandom right and forums had a had ecosystems they were small the people there weren't that many i'd say at a maximum there were about 200 people there mm-hmm. like you know they had a they had an infrastructure that worked mm-hmm. you know um and yet still constant, constant drama <laughs> constant they, didn't, drama, they didn't have an yeah. infrastructure that rewarded like hot taste they didn't have likes no. and it, so you weren't forced to go 
more and more intense your opinions over time yes. everybody could just be friends but the or thing they liked, drama yeah. which is also great mm. fun too because it, there's a real big distance to it do you know mm. like and there's and it's not rewarded by likes uh, or redistribution it's contained uh, yeah what was the vibe like on, on Starman what were the preoccupations like, the yeah yeah it, okay so the preoccupation into? of the fandom was always getting Nintendo's attention so that they would make Earthbound 64 slash Mother <gasps> 3 then it oh. became getting Mother 3 uh, translated by Nintendo. Then when Nintendo yeah. made it clear they weren't going to translate Mother 3, it became translating Mother 3. And I'd already gotten out by that, but like, there was a giant art book that mm. they made the, to convince Nintendo that there was a fan base. Uh, <laughs> We're for, here, we swear. Yes, yes, yeah. literally, it was that. They sent it out to all of the press outlets, like, Nintendorks, Nintendo Joe. <laughs> all of the press just trying to get recognition for the series. And, and this is the thing that I, I still can't believe, that there was a time when Nintendo was not going to release Smash Brothers in the West. Yeah. We when had you think to about how he- fight. <sighs> To get Smash Brothers, really, like it was literally like you saw a few screenshots in like Nintendo Power, and even they were like, "We have no idea if this is going to come out in the West." Uh, and and people had to be like, "Of course we want to play the Nintendo fighting game." Petitioning, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that is where the revival of Earthbound's popularity. Uh, comes and from. I am on that wagon also because, because I'm. Th- Ness, there was no European release. So yeah, yeah. Ness, Ness's introduction in Super Smash Brothers was the first time the majority of people were meeting that character. I would never have looked twice and if those tunes weren't so good, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a- all the and tunes. if he wasn't the such a, 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 a weirdly hard to control character oh, that if you, were good, yeah. if you were a good Ness player, like, you could do damage. You could be I, when we were living in when they were when we were You beat my ass. I'll give it to you. You did beat I, my I, ass. Okay. Like, I, I will like, publicly did this, admit. Did this admit it I will publicly um, admit that Sarah I beat did. my ass in <laughs> Wii Smash Brothers. But when there was a bar uh called Soda Papinski's mm-hmm. um where they would hold these Super Smash Brothers uh tournaments called Super Trashed Brothers, mm-hmm. um, which were so rowdy. Yes. Like it was a it was a video a game. A bit of a toxic element to there at the times. It was yeah, it got a bit mean. Because then bros would come in and then do all their fucking Captain fucking Falcon bullshit and be real like professional about it and like, you know, just have a good time. No one is actually else. good at a video game. Yeah, and then people will come in being good at video games and being like, No, that's not where we're not here to win. We're yeah. here to make friends. Um <laughs> But I credit Smash Brothers with so much of opening my eyes to video games because mm. video games were obviously so expensive and things, loads of things didn't come out in Europe. So it opened up so, so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, was it a densely populated message board? Like, what was the kind of, what was the demographic, I guess? It was little baby kids. That's the thing. Yeah. It was so young that we yeah. were all just, sh- and I was like, I, God, it was... Earthbound comes out 95. I am maybe eight, nine years old. I get on the internet around 96. And it's just like, I'm a wee little baby interacting with these teens and stuff. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, I I barely knew how to hold a conversation with another human being until like five years ago. So it's a good practice place, though. Good practice place. Exactly. That's like, that's the thing. It was like kind of trained you to be online. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, The early days of like, yeah, that's. Uh, definitely not a mod now in my heart, but like if at I had the time, that power, if I could boot people off the <laughs> bird oh, if site, I had that fucking power now, if, if I, could, I could just if I could burn people's accounts from the bird site, oh, yeah. 
every day mm-hmm. I would every day none of you are free from sins you know I block a lot of people <laughs> but I would love to imagine you oh need to like God, yeah. edit other people's tweets to go uh, edit uh, this is inappropriate for this forum actually uh, <laughs> edit, this is a shit please, take please move this to politics probation yeah. <laughs> edit you're not funny like oh my god I have so much please move this to politics god <laughs> I bring it back like genuinely decolonize your fucking internet and go back to forums go back to like micro societies mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um so before we wrap up I do I know we said we weren't going to talk about Mother 3 do you think you aged out of Earthbound and just it was one of those things where you should have been interested in it but your life was going in a different it, direction or I I I would say that part of it is that I got into like comedy and live performance and like being an adult human being and also I became like fighting game anime trash uh, so yes, that's the thing. Yes. I, I I like I like I was still you know I I I've never stopped being a gamer. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Some of yeah. us are born to it. Yeah. Do you know exactly. But it was it was one of those things where I like outgrew the community, like mm. definitely. And then it was. Did you ever meet any of them in real life? Yeah, I met I met I met I met, I met one, and and it was like it, I was just such a wee little baby, and it was it was a it was a girl, and it was like oh. it was supposed to be obvious sexual tension that I never picked up on because I was a wee little virgin oh, no. child. I know, she right? was like met my bur- I met my boyfriend on Earthbound. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, like, I know this one. And I swear he's real. I don't have any pictures because it's 1997. Florida boyfriend. That was a Florida boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you were the Florida boyfriend. <laughs> fucking amazing uh, that's, yeah. that's sweet in itself but yeah you that's know? It was, like, it's, it's like so weird like could you imagine like back in like 2004 2005 saying i'm gonna meet someone from the internet absolutely mm. under no circumstance you'd no. be killed yeah. you'd be killed like you just wouldn't i did I, I had a pal on the internet who was a canadian lad who was my age and he used to write me letters sarah's canadian and boyfriend yeah i think he was super religious um <laughs> but i did a little while ago because i was trying to find everyone from my old forum um now oblique usernames gone into the mist of time can't fucking find any of them i found like two and um I did know this person's real name, obviously, because we corresponded. And I searched him. I found his LinkedIn. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't use LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is obviously the first thing that Google searches throws at you. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, don't do it. You <laughs> no. just, just got to pass him by. Don't, just I'm staring so, into the window. <laughs> you're alive. Good to know you're alive and well, sir. Good to know we have nothing in common. So, uh, good to know. From the old Starman.net community, uh, the, basically the head honcho in charge, Reed Young, has gone on to create Fangamer, which is... No way! That's Reedman! That's amazing! That's Reedman! Woo! He's Fangamer! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he makes Fucking all yeah. this like really nice uh, uh, video game merch that I have a ton of stuff of. Ah, and I was like, like, I was like It was so weird because I was like, Reed, Yo- Reed Young? Reed Man? <laughs> That's that's you. Yeah. Reed man like Starman. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, so what a place to cut your teeth. Exactly. And and also, uh, the the Starman.net community did end up having the last laugh by translating Mother Three. Right. So the translation <laughs> so, is so, knocking around. So the thing is, I I've I've gotten it going. I like I was emulating it on my phone for a little bit, and it didn't feel right. Mm. It's like you know you you can't. You you literally unless you get a flash cart 
cannot play it in its original medium of the Game Boy Advance. Carrie has a... So when we were in Tokyo, we found it Mm. um, in uh, Akihabara and we found it again in another place um, called Mandarake Broadway, which is like a video game museum nearly, but it's a nine-story mall. I... It was the best place I've ever been in my life. I I was very, very overstimulated. And I think I might still be. Um, But I I, uh, got Kerry a... You know the Game Boy Micro? Yeah. I got him a Mother 3 Game Boy Micro. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's got the little Earth and the Mother 3 thing. um, Just as as a beautiful item of history. But there would be no point in us buying Mother 3. Because it is a very text-driven game. And even when it is in translation, the hours of it that I've played, it's hard to parse. Especially you know. on like the way it's fo- like that's the thing I would like it if Nintendo would release this game, just like give maybe a little resolution bump, little little text uh, size bigger, make it a little easier to parse this incredibly like in depth dense game, dark game. Like, and I think why unfortunately, like I think Earthbound, like sometimes we ask on Juvenile, we talk about like would a game be made today? I think Earthbound would be, yeah. you know, like oh, it, it has is been a, multiple times, yeah. Yeah, it has yeah. been. You know, <laughs> it's something that isn't outrageous in its experimentation without Earthbound. No, no, but mm. it's not outrageous in its experimentation. Yeah. Its experimentation is artistic and modern and postmodern. It's not uh, prohibitive, and unfortunately, the shit that happens in Mother Three is quite shocking and i think it is prohibitive mm-hmm. i think the rendering of like the violence is really surprising um the deaths that occur early on are some very serious narrative choices and the ways in which we are shown those deaths or those deaths are alluded to are very shocking like it's not a chill piece of work and i could not see a kind of white bread fucking wholesome like big box label corpo like nintendo going here's this wild ass game where you switch play you switch characters every hour give or take of the gameplay one of them is profoundly physically disabled um one of them is like uh one of them's a dad one of them's your dad's pal two of them are brothers i guess sometimes um like it's it's a really bizarre game. Like, yeah. I know it knows what it's doing. It's not confusing. It's just... It's an indie that isn't indie. If it was an independent game, we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not going to come... They're not going to bring... I, I really would be very surprised. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. Nintendo Nintendo knows people want it. And they're never going yeah. to give it to us because they Duh. know we need something to hope for. They know they Lucas need to dangle Smash Brothers. Yeah, Lucas yeah. is in Smash Brothers. That's the other thing. I bought a Ness Amiibo. I bought uh, an SMEBO, and, Amiibo yet, here and too. yet you yeah, can't yeah. play it on the SNES online app. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's just being kept a little bit. But, like, I guess they gotta have some sense of an underground thing. Oh, Do you no. Know? That, R- like, Rigi Felsheim was making jokes about it constantly by the time he, he was out. Oh, my God. He yeah. fucking knows. Oh, I love but that. I wonder would they be applicable to a jet? Would people pick them up like this is the thing like at the end of the day like like all publishers of anything they're looking to sell a thing we were on the nintendo shop the other night looking for something to play and my god there's a lot of trash on the nintendo the e-store at the moment on the e-shop what the fuck? Is just... just all these volleyball yeah. tit games and i'm just like what i understand <laughs> but like why is yeah. there nine of these like the what the is amount happening of here games lot like weirdly large amount is a bit much like, 
it's a bit much man do you know what i mean so it's like so you're you're totally fine with all of this fairly explicit like really poorly made content polluting your platform why not that's that is the why not mother three inherent problem with nintendo where they have always believed that they know what's best for the consumer and they um they i mean who's printing money right now that's true that's true and and also like i guess there's this sort of interesting thing happening and i'm writing an essay at the moment about breath of the wild and climbing mountains and rain um and uh, there is this really interesting thing happening where those of us who are reared on games are coming of age, becoming critics, um, able to discuss games as not a toy, as a something else, right? So I... I um, but why I would there's... you when this audience is so fucking terrible? Uh, yeah. <laughs> audience, why would you? Not this audience, no. Juvenile is great. The video but game, you know what I mean? The video game audience these days... <sighs> Oh my God. All genre like, in in general has become incredibly polarized, not even on a political level, on a like consumerist mm, like mm. want level. Mm, mm. It's value for money. It's the plate yeah. needs to be big, even if the food is bad. It's yeah. like there needs to be an X amount of hours by Y amount of downloadables by, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a funny time for video games. Um, but also people who grew up playing them have become adults now. Mm-hmm. So, so games are changing in conversation with that right so games like i like we played we bought fucking skyward sword again do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they know that those of us who are adults now will probably go in for the nostalgia hit and go isn't in that the, insane that skyward sword is a nostalgia title skyward sword like i remember looking at, i i i'm still mad about it carrie played the whole thing and i was like i fucking i don't enjoy this game <laughs> I don't enjoy it. It's not my favorite Zelda. But yeah, that's how fast time has gone and how fast games have caught up with us, right? So with something like Earthbound, it's amazing to me that it still remains a kind of a secret. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? And and Itoi has very specifically said he's done. <laughs> Which, mm, can you mm. fault the man? I almost wonder Mm-mm. if like the explicitness and intensity mm-hmm. of mother three is a response oh, to a mic drop. the yeah. community that has hounded him for this for uh, work uh, for years. And because he's a multi art form practitioner, yeah. cause he's kind of a polyglot in that way, it must be quite frustrating to be like this one. Really? Yeah. You know, look at all the stuff I've done. And uh, you know the Charlie I think Brown parody. That's the one you want to focus on forever. <laughs> this is, yeah, this little, this little weird guy, this little boy in his baseball bat, you know. So it's, I don't know, it's an interesting and it's, it's a strange um, curio, but mm-hmm. also holds this tremendous cultural it, power. And like. it, it just like, it's so representative of like the different eras when uh, uh, they're made. Because I mm. honestly, we could get into a whole nother episode on the like suburban RPG versus the urban RPG, like yes. the Megami <laughs> Tensei series, which is also oh. contemporary with Mother, as far as being like a series that is set in a real place, ostensibly in a real, a real place, time, yeah. following uh, kids, like all the way to I was playing the the new Yakuza game, Yakuza like a dragon. Which yeah. goes from it takes the Yakuza games, which are primarily a, a Japanese flavored Grand Theft Auto, and basically turns them into Earthbound <laughs> in Tokyo. Wow! Like, and it's very self-referential. Like, literally, the main character is a fan of Dragon Quest. 
Oh, wow. Okay, so it's winking back in yeah. and itself. So like, it's like it, the entire cycle of like minor level, like a, a, a cult hit RPGs going like having that entire aesthetic recycled into what is a big like double A to triple A level experience that now everyone is like, oh, this is fantastic. I love this it's exact amazing. kind of game that didn't but sell well whatsoever at the time. But that's people's literacy improving as mm-hmm. well. Exactly. You know, that's like people, games are, we're, we're past the Citizen Kane moment. Um, I want to do a live episode someday about figuring which out what the Citizen, Citizen Kane, Kane video game Ooh, is. Because <laughs> which one is the I, Citizen Kane? Because it's just behind us. We're just a couple of years past it, right? So I don't know. Kerry uh, thinks it's Ocarina of Time. But I, I, don't think so. I, I say that the, the holy triumvirate of video games and video game narratives is Earthbound Chrono Trigger Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. Wow, that's early that's, that, stuff. I mean, yeah. that's that's all my generation. I yeah, I, yeah. I literally I had seventy hours on a single Chrono mm. Trigger New Game Plus where I got all the endings. Like oh, to have seventy hours to have to have <laughs> like, yeah. as a reach, hooked up to my little TV in my room. That was oh, like with the, the RF ones, adapter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. Oh, no, that Golden was, that days. Was, that was the days. That was important shit. No second screen to compete with. Mm-hmm. Like, just you and the transportation mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Fucking and, important and times. It's in those three games and, like, the narratives that they present and the links that they go to where you get a lot of, like, the defining, uh, 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 like, storytelling of mature video games. Yeah. 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 That they The seeds are laid there. And, again, it's that important thing of people who are now, who played them growing up are now making art. So you can see it. Mm-hmm. like supplanting itself and the conversations start growing oh my goodness you gotta come back and do chrono trigger with us i can talk about chrono trigger <laughs> <laughs> i am ready to do it i would love to do chrono trigger with you if you'd come back love to do chrono amazing trigger. uh we Before have done we finish. Oh, sorry, yeah go on. oh no you you go on alan <laughs> wow, i'm so I sorry you talk a i'm so bit. sorry by the I'm way so i'm sorry. here yeah um i just want to say like this has been quite like a, a deep episode and it I think maybe someone listening to this who hasn't experienced urban before might find it very intimidating based on everything oh. we've said. But I think in terms of playing old games, for a 25-year-old game, it's extremely accessible. Mm. In terms of like the dialogue style, if you play any kind of modern indie games, you you will enjoy Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny and casual and referential in the way that all the games that we talk about here all the time on our bonus episodes are. And... The combat is very simple. It's like if you try to play like, like say, like old like Shining Force or Dragon Quest, that shit is impenetrable mm-hmm. now to someone coming in. Earthbound is not. Earthbound is fun and it looks nice. And I would say anybody give it a try if you haven't. If this is if all this is new to you and you're like, what the fuck has this happened to me? Yeah, yeah. Do if still give. Just... Earth, I would say give Earthbound a try. I'm definitely gonna go back to it after yeah. this. So yeah. Yeah, and like Ivan, would you agree? Would you say that people should still come in? Like I think they should because I am so grateful that I did. Like, oh, I'm yeah. so grateful that I played it. Oh, no, people should absolutely play it. Uh, if you want to be extremely legal about it, you can play it on the SNES Classic. It is included mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, uh, set of games. If you want to be illegal about it, just download a nice SNES emulator and ROM. <laughs> Nintendo sold plenty of copies. Who knows when they You didn't hear about it here. You didn't hear about it here. You didn't hear about it here. So far.net. Yeah. So far's the main. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, 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 it, uh, however you play, it, it's just a good game. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's a, a really, game. really good game. Big box it's a really too. good game. 
Big old box. Big box. Everybody loves a big box. Ivan, plug your stuff. Uh, so you can Where find me find you? on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. You can find the podcast that I co-host with Red Scott, Boars, Gore, and Swords. Uh, what was a Game of Thrones podcast until we were radicalized against the entire franchise. <laughs> uh, you can find that at Boars, Gore, Swords or Boars, Gore, and Swords.com. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, guys... It's been so great talking about this. I, Thank you so much for coming. It's so nice to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah every so often, um, I w- a guest will come where I just railroad Alan out of the conversation. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was this, like ready to is, push this guy out of the way the is, entire time. This is, this is just like, Alan, this is terrible. But thank you so much uh, for coming. And um, Alan, uh, where can people find you? I'm doing your job tonight, Alan. I know, yeah, no, you take over. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. So I'm Alan underscore McGuire everywhere. Underscore Chris. Yeah. I'm Sarah at Grifsky on twitter.com and at Sarah Grifsky um, on Instagram. I'm going to do all of Alan's outro pieces now. Uh, thank you so it. much to um, Dee McDonald for our artwork. Um, we miss you, Ellen Tannum. Um, thank you so much to Cassie Delaney at Tall Tales for hosting us. And you should listen to other Tall Tales network podcasts. You should also subscribe to us on Patreon where we have um, secondary uh, juvenilia episodes, which we do in a series called Started Finished, where we talk every second week about something that we've started or something that we finished in that time we've had loads of fun we mostly talk about video games there it's a lot of video games there, it's yeah. a lot of yeah. video games talk mm-hmm. it's a lot of video games talk it's a lot of fun um but that's that's it i just did alan's job for the first time <laughs> in entire juvenile history wait earthbound. yeah so um i also cried this time for the second time on all of juvenilia mm-hmm. and wait i i, I thought you might have cried when exactly did you yeah, cry no, I, I i don't uh when uh, the prey bit i was like <laughs> I thought I saw some pixelated tears coming down. Yeah, I yeah me too. I haven't even played it and I cried at that bit. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Making people cry 2021. And um, take care, everybody. See ya. Bye, everybody. See you later.